Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of season 2 for the Wormburner Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and for this week, this week's league breakdown is going to be going over the Australia A-League for our league breakdown, which has a very interesting history and a bunch of different facts about it that, honestly, until looking it up, I had absolutely no idea about. And then also going into our Wormburner News section this week, we are going to be talking about the MLS, more specifically the conference finals that are going to be coming up this next weekend. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. If you have not already, go ahead and check out our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Wormburner podcast. And if you have not already, check out our Twitter at Wormburner PDCST. Again, that is Wormburner PDCST. We are on TikTok as well at Wormburner podcast on TikTok. We have had a good amount of success there. So if you Maybe have time and check out our TikTok. It would be greatly appreciated. Give us a like and a follow there. And if you would like to donate to the podcast itself, we also have a buymeacoffee.com account. It is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Wormburner if you would like to donate to the podcast. Anything and everything would be greatly appreciated. A like, a follow, a share, anything would matter and it is greatly appreciated from my end. And thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you a million times. Thank you for everything that you guys do. So let's go ahead and get into this week's episode with the leak breakdown of the Australian A-League. Alright, so for this week's league breakdown, we're going to be talking about the Australian A-League, even though it may be one of the newer competitions when it comes to the soccer world in general. It is one that has a decent amount of history and one that has a lot of competition when it comes to other sports versus within the sport itself. It is been a really unifying kind of sport when it comes to Australia and one that was a lot of fun learning about. So the Australian A-League was founded in April of 2004, 18 years ago, and their first season wasn't until a year later in 2005-2006, and it is very similar to the MLS when it comes to their way of setting up the league. So when it comes to the regular season, there is a season that goes from October to April of the following year, which consists of 26 rounds of competitions. Each team plays against each other two or three times in total. At the end of this regular season, the champion of the regular season is crowned, which is named the Premier's Plate Trophy or the Premier's Plate title. So by the end of this 26-round campaign, there is a clear champion when it comes to the regular season of Australia. That is the equivalent of the Supporter Shield in the MLS. Now, where it shares the similarity with the MLS, there is also a playoff after the regular season. I know the U.S. isn't the only one that does playoffs. (laughs) But 
the top six clubs in the A-League qualify for the A-League Finals, which is a round-robin competition to declare the champion of the A-League or the A-League Champions Trophy. And the first round of the playoffs is one singular game. The second round is two legs, and the final is a one-legged affair. So I know it's a bit confusing. So the first round of the A-League finals is a one-game elimination match. The second round is a two-legged affair. And then the final meets in the grand final, which is a one-match affair. When it comes to the clubs that have won the A-League the most, when it comes to the Premiership titles or the essential or the Premier's Plate Trophy, the most goes the most titles goes to Sydney FC with four Premiership titles. The first one coming in 2009, 2010, and the latest one coming in the 2019, 20. 20 season. In second place, we have Melbourne Victory with three, the first one coming in 2006 and seven, the latest one coming in 2014-15. In third place for the Premiership titles, so this is the regular season titles, is the Brisbane Roar with two titles under their belt, the first one coming in 2010 and the last one coming in 2013-14. In the tied third position is the Central Coast Mariners with two titles under their belt. The first one coming in 2007 and 8, and the latest one coming in 2011 and 12. Again, with a joint third tied third place is Adelaide United with two titles under their belt. The first one coming in 2005-6, and the latest one coming in 2015-16. And in the last tied position for third place with the most premiership titles is the Melbourne City with two titles under their belt. The first one coming in 2020-21 and the latest one coming in 2021-22. That will wrap up the premiership. Now for the A-League finals. The most championships goes to, again, Sydney FC with five titles under their belt. The first one coming in 2006 and the latest one coming in 2020. In second place, you have the Melbourne Victory with four titles under their belt. The first one coming in 2007 and then the latest one coming in 2018. In third place, you have the Brisbane Roar with three titles under their belt with their first one coming in 2011 and their latest one coming in 2014. In the Tied fourth position, there are five different teams, so I'll go ahead and rattle those off. So the teams with one title under their belt tied for fourth place with the most A-League series finals is the Central Coast Mariners with one title in 2013, Adelaide United in 2016, Melbourne City in 2021, Newcastle Jets in 2008, and Western United in 2022. When it comes to the overall league itself, 
in the A-League. There are two interesting facts that I wanted to bring up with this, mainly due to my own interests coming out of this. There is a bit of a overlap when it comes to the comparisons with the MLS. The reason I say this is because the both the Australian A-League and the MLS share another similarity with their leagues, and that is the A-League also has a salary cap when it comes to their overall league structure and their teams itself. They can't just load in a whole bunch of different sources of money into their club and just overall just pump the league with a bunch of money. And it's very interesting considering the fact that the league is still competitive when it comes to the continental side of it. And honestly, it's one of those things that I would very much be willing to go into depth when it comes to the research having to do with that. The A-League used to compete in the Oceania Champions League, which is still a competition held by all of the Oceania countries in the Pacific and the Indian Ocean area. And when they decided to go into the Asian Champions League, it left the opening in Oceania for another country to run rampant, and that country was New Zealand. But Going back to Australia, with Australia, they actually have done a very decent job when it comes to the Asian Champions League. There is actually one team, which leads to my second fact, there is one team that has never won a playoff championship in Australia, so they have not won the A-League title when it comes to the playoffs, but yet they have won the Asian Champions League. And that team is Western Sydney Wanderers. They have never won a A-League Finals title, but they've won the Asian Champions League. So they are one of the very few teams in the entire world that has never won their top competition in the le- in their league, but they've won the Asian Champions League. It is, it's a very interesting and fascinating story. If you ever have time to listen to that, it is, it is just a, a remarkable story of a, just an underdog tale when it comes to Western Sydney Wanderers not having the team first off because there was a rule in Australia that only deemed one team per city. And once they finally got rid of that rule, Western Sydney Wanderers was created along with a couple other teams when it comes to the two leagues or two teams in one city in Australia. But Western Sydney Wanderers really hit the ground running and they didn't look back after that. They are they are to this day the only Australian side to have won the Asian Champions League. So just to have that feat in itself, not having the playoff title under their belt, they've ended up winning a competition that no other Australian side has even gotten remotely close to. There's only one team that even made the final, and that was in 2008 with Adelaide United. 
but no other Australian side had even won the title, let alone made the final other than Adelaide United. And just a, an absolutely remarkable story when it comes to the A-League and, and being the underdog when it comes to continental competitions. Now, going to the domestic cup competitions, Australia is a very unique side when it comes to this because the Australia Cup is only eight years old, but it's a very fascinating and interesting cup because even though their A-League, their top flight, is only 12 teams big, there is over 700 teams competing in this Australia Cup. As of 2022, 750 different teams competed in the Australia Cup and it has not seen any any slight dip in competition when it comes to the overall competition it is a knockout cup competition where it is one leg throughout the entire competition and whoever wins the final game at the end of the season ends up qualifying for the for the Asian Cup when it comes to the next season now when it comes to the overall winners i am going to read the winners of the competition since it was only started in 2014 i feel like that would be uh, pretty simple for me to do so the very first winner of the Australia Cup is Adelaide United they won 1-0 against Perth Glory in 2015 the next year. Melbourne Victory beat Perth Glory 2-0. In 2016, Melbourne City beat Sydney FC 1-0. In 2017, Sydney FC beat Adelaide United 2-1 in extra time. In 2018, Adelaide United beat Sydney FC the same fixture from the previous year and ironically enough by the same score line but it didn't need extra time Adelaide beat Sydney FC 2 to 1 in 2019 Adelaide United beat Melbourne City 4 to 0 which is to this day still the largest win in the Australia Cup final in 2020, there was no Australia Cup due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In 2021, Melbourne Victory beat the Central Coast Mariners 2-1. to one. And in 2022, MacArthur FC beat Sydney United 58-2-0, making this game the only time a non-A-League team made the final, which is a very interesting bit of information when it comes to the Australia Cup, and it is really amazing to see the non-A-League teams making the final and just making a really good cup competition in general for the country of Australia. It was just a, a, an amazing, amazing tournament when it came to this latest year and one that I look forward to possibly even looking into watching this next year and watching the A-League. I, I try to keep up as much as I can when it comes to highlights and just overall in general table discussion and the overall performance of the teams in the A-League, but 
just the country of Australia and going into the Asian Champions League, it is a very, very tough way of going about it, especially with the history that they had in the Oceania Champions League beforehand. And the country of Australia has come a very long way when it comes to developing their first division. Obviously, they've had soccer before the A-League even was developed, but the country has a very prominent cricket side when it comes to their sports. And very and honestly, the A-League has had a lot of competition when it came to cricket in the country versus any competition within itself. Obviously, there are very fierce rivalries in the A-League in Australia, but their biggest competition is actually outside of the A-League, in my opinion, when it comes to cricket, because cricket is very big over in Australia, and honestly, the A-League has done a very good job, at least in my point of view, being able to garner the support that they have while also competing against the likes of cricket in a country where soccer is very much rooted for. The Australian national side is not a small team by any stretch of the imagination. They do pretty well almost every single year when it comes to the national side and even qualifying into the World Cup. The majority of the time, they do very, very, very well. I mean, one of their best players, Tim Cahill, is a very recognized name when it comes to the world of soccer. If you follow anything remotely having to do with soccer, he is a a very, very, very good striker. And I remember watching Australia play the Netherlands, I believe it was in the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. Oh my word, Tim Cahill had an absolute screamer against Jasper Sillison and the Netherlands, I thought that that was one of the best goals of the tournament, in my opinion, minus the top corner for Messi, and I think Shakiri also had one off the the side bar of the net. There was a few other top contenders, obviously, but Tim Cahill is, is a very great striker, and honestly, Australia has a lot to be proud of when it comes to soccer in general, and it still has a long way to go, just like the MLS does, and, and I very much look forward to anything and everything that comes out of Australia. Now, going into the Wormbirder news section of this week, let's go ahead and talk about the MLS Conference Finals. Alright, so for this week's Wormbirder news section, I really wanted to talk about the Eastern and Western Conference Finals that are going to be happening this upcoming weekend, and I'm so excited for them, honestly. It's just the end of the MLS season, and just getting into next year, I'm just so ready just for another year of of soccer over here in the United States, because honestly, every single year that we progress going on the closer it is for the world cup being here in 2026 speaking of world cups i'm just excited for the world cup in general coming up in november december it's just oh i'm i'm so excited i'm so excited so without further ado i want to go ahead and start with the eastern conference because i feel like to me personally it's the easiest to gauge who might win the eastern conference final 
And for those of you that don't know, the Philadelphia Union will be going against New York City FC in the Eastern Conference Final. When it comes to the standings in the Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia Union is in first place with 67 points. They had 19 wins with 10 draws and 5 losses on the season. And New York City FC had finished in third place with 55 points with 16 wins, 7 draws, and 11 losses on their season. Overall, Philadelphia had a very, very, very good season. Philadelphia also had their head coach claim the head coach of the year as of, I believe it was yesterday or today, which is really impressive, really, really impressive. And honestly, it goes out to him. They've been an unbelievable side all year. They've had one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the MLS. Overall, just an unbelievable side to be going up against and New York City FC have a very tough hill to climb when it comes to this Eastern Conference Final. When it comes to the overall percentages, New York City FC actually have a 24% win chance chance to win the game, whereas Philadelphia Union have a 51% chance. Honestly, I would venture to say that this is pretty accurate then you have a 25% chance of it going to extra time in PKs. So with that being said, I wanted to go over the previous two meetings of Philadelphia versus NYCFC, and Philadelphia won both of those games. The first game ended 2-1, to one, and then the earliest game, which was played on March 19th, was a 2-0 win in Philadelphia's favor with the... March 19th game, NYCFC outshot Philadelphia 18 shots to 13, but Philadelphia had more shots on target with 4 versus NYCFC's 3 on the March 19th game in June when they played their second game and Philadelphia won 2-1. to Philadelphia outshot NYCFC 12-10, to and then with their shots on target, Philadelphia had 6, whereas NYCFC had Five. It was a very tight, tight matchup every single time. And honestly, when it came to the June 6th game, honestly, a lot of people felt like it should have been a 1-1. A 1-1 draw, I mean. And looking at the highlights, looking at the way that the match progressed overall, I, you could make a very fair argument for that because the... The Philadelphia Union's last goal in that game was very, and I mean very late. So, honestly, it could have been fair to have a 1-1 draw, but also at the same time, Philadelphia fought very hard all the way till the bitter end to get that 2-1 result, which honestly is a lot more fair in my opinion. Now, going to the previous matches, Philadelphia beat Cincinnati 1-0 to get to where they are, whereas NYCFC beat both Inter-Miami in the first round 3-0, and then NYCFC beat Montreal 3-1 to advance to the Eastern Conference Final. I am so ready for this in general. I think that Philadelphia has great attacking presence when it comes to the wings, and NYCFC have to really adapt to that, whereas when it comes to NYCFC, they have 
a mixture when it comes to going both on the wings and the center of the park when it comes to their attacking presence as of lately. And I'm just ready for this matchup, honestly. It's been a, a great, great game any time that these two play against each other. And I think it, it, it this game is going to be no different. I genuinely think that mm, for my prediction, I think that Philadelphia is still going to edge it out when it comes to the Eastern Conference Final. They'll advance to the MLS Cup. Philadelphia win it, ooh, I don't know if I want to go with a 1-1, or sorry, with a 1-0, or a 2-1. I'm going to go ahead and say 2-1, because I think that would be a much fairer argument for that, because it's two very attacking sides. They are going to do their best to get the the better of each other, and I think that would be a much more fair representation. 2-1, Philadelphia Union over NYCFC to advance to the MLS Cup final. Now, for the Western Conference final, (laughs) I am so ready for this match. Oh my word, two powerhouse teams when it comes to the Western Conference. LAFC against Austin FC. The new kids on the block are in the Western Conference final in only their second year in the MLS. Looking at the Western Conference in itself, LAFC finished in first place with 67 points, 21 wins, 4 draws, and 9 losses under their belt. Austin FC were right behind them in second place with 56 points, 16 wins, 8 draws, and 10 losses with their overall season. Now, going into the percentage win percentages for these teams, I genuinely feel like the percentage people or whoever's doing the percentages did Austin dirty. And the reason I say that is because LAFC has a 65% chance of winning the Western Conference Final as of right now. But Austin FC is at 16% chance to win the Western Conference Final. I genuinely feel like that the percentage people did Austin dirty. The reason I say that is because Austin FC are very clinical. Very, very clinical. And doing my research for this Western Conference analysis, I genuinely, wholeheartedly believe that this is going to be a really, really good matchup, a lot closer than the percentages are going to say, because a lot of people say LAFC is going to come out with this victory. I don't think it'll be as convincing. Honestly, if not, sway the other way, and here's why. The previous two times Austin FC played LAFC, not only did they beat them, but one of those games they beat them by three goals, which is an unbelievable feat considering the fact how well LAFC have played this year. The first time they played each other on May 18th, Austin FC beat LAFC 2-1, which was a really, really, really good scoreline just in itself as a new kid's on the block. But on August 26th, Austin FC absolutely decimated LAFC 4-1 in that game and the stats really show in that first meeting on May 18th, 
Austin FC only had nine shots with two on target. Austin scored both of their shots on target, whereas LAFC had 18 shots with seven on target, only scoring one of those times. Now going to the August 26th game where Austin beat LAFC 4-1. Austin had 11 shots with 9 shots on target, scoring 4 of them. Whereas LAFC had 15 shots on target, but only had 5 shots on target. Which is obviously less than Austin, but they were not clinical at all, making the aggregate of the previous two games between Austin FC and LAFC 6-2. to two, Which is pretty telling, considering the fact how lethal Austin have been when it comes to their clinical games or their big games in general. LAFC very famously beat the LA Galaxy 3-2 to to advance to the Western Conference Final, and Austin FC beat both FC Dallas, their state rival, 2-1, to and then they beat Real Salt Lake on penalties, which was a much closer tie than I think Austin really wanted it to be, but the fact that they got the 2-1 over Dallas was a big tell going into this game. Oh boy, oh, oh boy, man, do I think this is going to be a match, and honestly, if you want my prediction going into this match, I genuinely think Austin beats LAFC, I think I'm smelling another Atlanta United style moment with the second year Atlanta United came into the MLS. They were in the MLS Cup Final. I think Austin's going to do the exact same thing this time around. The final scoreline I'm going to predict is a 3-2 in favor of Austin. I think LA is going to be a little more clinical than they have been against Austin, but Austin's just going to get the job done at the end of the day, and they will advance to the MLS Cup Final against the Philadelphia Union. Man, would that be an unbelievable matchup. And that is going to wrap up this week's episode of the Wormbritter Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A million times thank you if you've made it to the end of this episode. If you have not already, check out our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Wormbritter Podcast. And if you have not checked out our Twitter, it is at WormburnerPDCST. Again, that is WormburnerPDCST. We also have our TikTok at WormburnerPodcast. And with our donations, we have buymeacoffee.com forward slash WormBurner. Thank you so much to making it to the end of this episode. I hope you guys have a phenomenal rest of the week. And I look forward to hearing from you guys in the near future. Stay safe. Have fun. Love soccer, and I'll see you guys next week. Ciao, everyone.